Hello and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dennis, and you know what? Outside right now, there's a giant fiery orb in the sky that is burning the skin of every person exposed to it. I don't know what's happened. We must sacrifice an animal. The world is clearly coming to an end. Yes. Uh, we are here in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the sunny Republic of Portland. What is this word you mean? Sunny? <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought we would never see it again. It is over 60 degrees, which has never happened, and we are about to perish. Don't worry. It won't last long. Okay. We'll be back to 50 and rainy. Oh, good. In a couple more days. Good. I feel good about that. <laughs> uh, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking globally with a local perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycle. This got really weird. Did you notice? You made it weird. <laughs> I made it weird. I'm sorry. Covering bicycling, trains in transit, <laughs> adventures in life hacks. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little punchy. I think because it's because it's so sunny out. Because yeah, yeah, we're like sun happy. It's the warmest like, it's ever been. We've had sun punch inside the exactly. Yeah, you might call it Arnold Palmer. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, so it's been just this long is enough. Really since good. I, yes. By the way. Just long enough since I pronounced your last name, David Kurashima. Sure. Yeah. Is, uh, well, how, how do I actually say it? You know, honestly, <laughs> it's been a thing. It's a uh, you know, as a third generation. Uh, Kurashima is how I've always pronounced oh, it, okay. but I've never really actually known. You know, I was uh, okay. I, I, I had this uh, experience. Sorry, this is no, it's a okay. Conversation for no. your theme song, but no, no. I had this experience when I was in Hawaii, like just a couple months ago. Uh huh. Someone pronounced my name like, like as it should be, flawlessly. Yeah, yeah no, it was just like, like better than I could ever, ever, you know, have done it. And then I was just like, that, that was a, that was like a unique experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a grown adult. And, like they reached heard. in, touched your soul. Yeah, and it was just—I was just like returning like a rental car or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's why last time you were here, we just called you David K. Yeah, that, that works. Yeah, most. Yeah. My, my apologies. I should. This is the sort of thing I should do before we roll tape. But it's good to have you back. Hello. It's been how long has it been? Two months now? Three months? Probably two months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. It's not raining tonight. Yeah. It, it was. It was dumping last yeah time. i think i was just soaked through yeah completely, yeah the whole time now we're soaked but it's sweat yeah i'm also not used to that <clears throat> yeah from the inside out yeah uh but you brought us a big jar of arnold palmer which mm-hmm. uh if anybody's not on the inside track it is made of lemonade and iced tea and iced tea yeah i made it myself yeah it, it's really good yeah you got the ratios like really dialed in yeah yeah it's it's you take a jar and you fill it half half and then you put the other half and it doesn't matter which order you do it in right 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 it's crazy yeah I don't, I don't believe you <laughs> i think i think that's that's way too simple you're saying you have to start with iced tea <laughs> there, <laughs> and then pour the lemonade in no there's some other secret to oh this. this is this is more than just like pouring one drink and then pouring in another drink it did, it did ride in a backpack for 20 minutes over there see bike. that's yeah. it right there that must be part of it yeah yeah okay there we go well and this is where i also did not ask you the pronunciation of your name but andrea <clears throat> Chiari. Yeah, Chiati. Chiati, okay. From like the Midwest, like I am, you'd say like Chiati. Chiati, <laughs> okay. And if if I was from the South, I would say Chiati. Right. Or something. Right. I don't know. See? Yeah. Uh, you have it. I don't know what I, it is. We we have covered all of the inflections <laughs> that are present on our <laughs> continent. I think it's working out well. Uh, so Andrea is from the Community Cycling Center. You are the bridge between mechanics 
and, and the office, and the office mm-hmm. which uh, such a thing has never existed yet, and it needs to, so you right. do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here tonight. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Thanks for having me. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's up with both of you in just a couple minutes, but first of all, Aaron, how yes. are you? I'm doing all right. How's the, um, uh, how's the third place champion of uh, <laughs> school bus safety? Yes. Uh, well, I went from being the fifth safest last year uh-huh. to the third safest. Oh, my goodness. Yes. How about that? So, hey, that's improvement, right? If, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, there's a big contest in Oregon where all the school bus drivers, they they basically compete to see who can be the safest. Yes. And you are the third safest. I am, I am third safest. Yes. <laughs> Second only no. to two of our coworkers. Correct. Yeah. Um, our school district that we are employed by swept. Clean sweep. Uh, trophies one through five. Yes. <laughs> so it's a good deal. Yes. Um, and so I was thinking about this. So last year I was fifth. Uh-huh. This year third, jumped two places. Mm-hmm. So we need to make so a... Uh, if I compete next year, to make a graph, logic would dictate... The trajectory indicates... Yes. ...that perhaps you might be the first place bus driver. That's right. Okay. Well, so will you. And and all the glory and prizes that... Prestige. That and prestige well, that, that comes means, with it. Yeah, going to the national competition. Or the oh, international yes, competition. in... Somewhere in Texas, right? Or wherever they have it that year, yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. yeah Wait, only the first place person goes? Uh, what is it, like first and second place? First or? and second, I yeah. think. Yeah. It's like, it's like a qualifying thing. I'm trying to imagine I mean, what that competition looks like. <laughs> you got to wait. should also point out that there were, what, hundred, you said like hundreds of people? There were well, about 100 people I mean, that were competing, yeah, yes. Yeah. Different that, that, sizes and impressive. styles. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you, you took third place in the minibus category. In mini, yeah. yes, in minibus. 22 footers. Yeah. Good job. Or is it 24? I forget. Is this a quiz? Like <laughs> Pop quiz. Because like, as a trainer, I think part of me is like, oh, well, you probably already I know this. I and, yeah. and like, so as as a non-trainer, you know, there's that there's that dynamic. Oh, shit. Is he, is he quizzing me? Right. Should I already know this? <laughs> yeah. And, and the fact that, like, I don't know this, is this like, a, you know, like some, some sort of like black mark? Oh, he didn't know. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm making copious mental notes right now. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I do know that the newer buses are actually shorter than the older bus that I tend to drive regularly. Hmm. You are more knowledgeable than me in this regard. <laughs> it's by inches, but I okay. It, through a certain set of circumstances, I ended up measuring both. I see. Interesting. Yes. A certain set of circumstances. Yes. That, that's a nicely put. <laughs> that either means that you're neurotic or that you were nefarious. Yes. Or both. Uh-huh. <laughs> Congratulations. Though. I'm very happy for you. It was cool. It was, it, was, uh, it was a lot more fun than last year. Yeah? Granted, it wasn't like oppressively hot. Yeah. Like, last year, we were in this big... Mm-hmm. We were over at Portland Meadows, so we, like, we had this big parking lot blacktop yeah just an enormous and, blacktop lot and it was like 80 degrees and mm-hmm. we were all just like sweating and dying yeah and that it was, was rough. fairly mild this year um, yeah and it was over down in salem that's right there yeah plenty of shade trees yeah there were a lot of shade trees it was one of those days where i'm not sure what it was like in portland because i wasn't up here i was down there but it was the day where like it it never really warmed up like the sun would poke out but the breeze was always super chilly yeah so um it was it was nice, and I guess, I guess eventually it got pretty warm by the time the day was over, like six o'clock or something. It, was it got warm, warm enough. But... I couldn't stop moving. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we had like our little like PPS tent 
10 by 10 tent. Yeah, that yeah. like uh, everyone was hanging out and It was like a cyclocross they, race. Yeah. But far in, less in exciting. Way, yeah. <laughs> and way less drinking. No mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and no drinking at all, no, really. There's no drinking involved at all. Yeah. That would that would be bad and it would disqualify be wrong. you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um but uh like everyone was just kind of hanging out as like potluck time and I just couldn't stop moving. Mhm. Um, I, one, cause I think nerves and, and two, like anytime I stopped, I would just get cold. Yeah. Uh, thank you, David. He's pouring yeah. me more of that Arnold Palmer. I appreciate that. Thank you. So yes, it, it feels you. good. Getting uh, topped when, off here. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have to ask. When you warm yourself up through motion, constant motion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, congratulations. And, <laughs> uh, you got one more to go next month. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like the day after I move into a new place with Anna. Oh, and, true. <laughs> There's, we might have to like do some discernment around that. You know, don't uh, don't let whatever happens at home. Don't let that affect your performance at work. <laughs> it's funny because I was really hoping someone would say the opposite. They always <laughs> say, "Be professional. Leave your troubles at home, right. and then when you're done with work, leave work there and go home and right. relax." Right. So, but in the meantime, like, mm-hmm. do I really want to travel all the way down to Salem the day after I've just moved into a new place? Well, that leaves you your bicycle commute to take all your frustrations out <laughs> on everybody else. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's, Which a, it's I do. the third place. <laughs> Wait, is this, this competition like a two-part thing? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. There was like the written test and then there was the like practical driving test. And it's also uh, so wait, regional and then state. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, that's that's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Next month is state. Oh, which, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of your bicycle commute. Yes. Uh, how is it going sharing the road with people in the morning? Because um, you were talking about uh, th- hundreds of pedestrians strung uh, out across the road. All over the Alameda Ridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I, I didn't say so, this last week, but it reminds me of when I was riding that same road uh, at like 5.30 in the morning or something, you know, just like ridiculous, like dark winter hours. And there would be these big, like what appeared to be robotic armies. It was like these, you know. <laughs> just you see these reflective vests Grandmothers and and, uh, and kept wives and that sort of yeah. thing walking down the street in their reflective vests and just kind of moving. They, they were like reflective vests with little glowing or, or blinking red Sometimes, lights. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, which um, always looked like a robot army in, yep. in the middle of the night. So. Uh, but yes, you were saying it, it is vexing to share. Well, now that the it's road. nicer, there's a lot more people jogging up on Alameda. Yeah, um, and it is it is kind of vexing, and I'm trying to like you know find a way to reconcile myself with that because I do realize like the angst I have, kind of with like with people taking the lane, so to speak, while running, jogging, walking, right, dog, right, or whatever. Is probably comparable to the angst that a lot of drivers feel when I'm like taking the lane, riding my bike, or whatever. It's a taste um, of your own medicine. In a way, it is. It is. <laughs> However, I will admit to some classism. Yeah. And you know, Alameda's not like any other place I generally bike through on a on a regular basis. Are you saying it's different you know? economically? Yes. Okay. It is. It is up on a different. Uh, a sphere economically, a different tier. Would you say that these people have a more money than you do, b as much money as you do, or c less money than you do? Is there like one more than a? <laughs> it's like <laughs> so. It's like there's more money than me, and then more money than I would ever hope to have. Or d significantly <laughs> more than you will ever achieve. Right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. And so, so I think a lot of my 
a lot of my angst is is also fed by that certain classism of like you know i don't believe that that these people walking running or whatever would have the grace to give me the lane were they in their cars mm. and of course you know in my head they're driving like audis and bmws and you know all sorts of european motor cars that you know i would never buy right right something more basic what if they're just driving a, a, a your standard prius or something they wouldn't do that they wouldn't are you sure <laughs> i don't know yeah hey uh, i just learned a new palindrome the other day oh yeah yeah a palindrome is uh, spelled the same ways, both front ways and backwards. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Ron, oh, sex in a Toyota, Nix's honor. That's pretty good. Isn't that great? I'm not going to, like, write it down to no, figure I, I'm, out. No, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm back on the palindrome kick. I, yeah, you you uh, you were really on it for a long time. Mm, I'm, I'm a big fan. If anybody's been listening for a couple of years, I think back in 2013 we did uh, a whole episode devoted to palindromes. Yes, it was a good time. The whole episode devoted to torturing me. Isn't like the palindrome champion? He lives in Portland, doesn't he? I think so, yeah. I, I didn't figure. I didn't get to go to it, but there was a comedy showcase on Sunday called Palindrome Fight, mm-hmm. and, in which I think people were, were supposed to be tossing palindromes at each other. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, can I tell you what I got in the mail today? What'd you get? Jury duty. Oh, you ser- oh <laughs> shit, yes. you're right. I have a survey that I need to fill out, <laughs> and I forgot about it till just now. I wonder how long I have to... Uh, okay. Well, I'm supposed to report out, <clears throat> report in on June 5th. Oh, so you actually have duty? Yeah. I got oh, the it's questionnaire. A, it's a total summons. You have to go. It's a total summons. Are you going to go? Well, so I mean, you have to. I checked the box hardship. Ah. Because I have a schedule conflict, and under reasons, I said it's pedal palooza. So that should fly <laughs> yes. in Portland. The month of bicycle fun. Um, yeah, I, I would say that that should abscond you from from legal duty of any other kind. Please put your cell phones on airplane mode. Your duty is to uh, is to revel in the streets with yes. with others. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I I hope <laughs> that you'll have to keep us updated on this, and I'll you remind me <laughs> to tell you how I responded to my survey next week. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> I would I would I okay. So I didn't actually like mail that in, but I really want to do that just to see what would happen. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure then, like you know, two uniform officers would show up at my place. Oh sure, just to, to kind of hey, how are you? <laughs> yep. It's a welfare check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, welfare check <laughs> with a tack hammer. Oh, <laughs> uh, another palindrome. Welfare check with a tack hammer. No, oh. <laughs> close. It's like that's not even close. <laughs> Retracting, I sign it, Carter. <laughs> you do you love, like, the awkward silences that follow <laughs> these? Satan oscillate my metallic sonatas. <laughs> I like how you just can rattle these off after reading them, like, one or two times. I'm They're, a big like, fan. stuck in your head. Yeah. You seen that Weird Al, the palindrome video? Oh, did he? That's right, because he has one. And uh, they might be giants. I palindrome I and uh, who's a baby Gramps, who's like a local oh, potent yeah. performer like, who has a song that's like all palindromes, I think. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, we we probably shouldn't get d- distracted. <laughs> you should have baby Gramps on this show. We should. That would yeah. be amazing. You could just bombard him over at uh, whatever that Laurel Thirst, right? Laurel Thirst, yeah. yeah, 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 totally, yeah. He's a local celebrity. Yeah. Um, go hang a salami. No. Yes, go hang on salami. I'm a lasagna hog. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can tell how I spent my weekend. Yes. <laughs> I will say it was really nice 
to uh, just to have a weekend where I didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Sunday, I it was sunny out. I walked to the grocery. I bought some groceries. I walked home. Went to a yard That's sale. Nice. Found a bag of free groceries on the way home. What? Yeah. So did you go back to the grocery store you previously walked to and said, I would like to return these groceries <laughs> I, should have thought I just of that. bought? This sounds I like a metaphorical palindrome. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I mean, my, my day, yes, my day was palindromic. Yeah. I started with coffee, you know, and then uh, went to the store, got groceries, went back. I think the, the, the middle point, which, you know, would be the same forward and backwards, would be the garage sale. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Was there anything perishable in the groceries you found? Well, there was, what is it, chicken broth, I think, um, which if it's it was sealed, sealed, you'll, sealed you in a tetra right? pack, yeah. yeah. So I think it was okay, yeah. And like, what, canned pears and light syrup or oh, something like that? So, yeah, I'll be okay, yeah. Was and the, lasagna. Was the can dented or swollen? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Then Wait, do I have to choose one? <laughs> you don't want either. The can was super <laughs> swollen. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah. Lasagna sounds perishable. Well, I mean, it was lasagna noodles it was, oh. or whatever, uh, yeah. Here's the question I post uh, post to Adele because she and I were walking to get groceries that day. Do you want lasagna? Which do, which do you <laughs> like better, pizza or lasagna? Hmm. You know, hmm? it's a tough question because, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, one, there's just so much more variety in pizza. It's true. But then lasagna, I think, I, I, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I feel like I have it with far less frequency than mm. pizza. And right. so it always feels like so much more of a treat. Special. Yeah. Yeah. I had some just a couple of days ago. It was yeah. fantastic. I'm nice. make some lasagna now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go hang a salami. <laughs> no. I'm a lasagna hog. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Uh, David, what what have you been up to since the last time you were here? Oh, well, uh, man, uh, finishing up my time. Cycling Center. Yeah, you. Uh, your time good. has come to an end. Yeah, for now. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it was a great nine year run. Yeah, Community Cycling Center, and I, I think I just needed needed some time off. It was uh, working full time there for nine years is is a long time. Yeah, well, um, that's uh, probably a much longer track record than many people will have at a nonprofit as well. Yeah, um, we I think I think that's very true. I, I yeah, definitely at least. Uh, for for most yeah I think we outlive you know uh, I I started working there the same year that a lot of that handful of people who are still mechanics there okay went there and you know we we're kind of like re- thinking back we've gone through like four or five CEOs yeah that time mm-hmm. um but yeah there's uh not too many people that have worked there longer but okay, there definitely yeah, have yeah. been uh, is a C change like a CEO change a are they related like a C change. Like, when, like a sea change in the yeah. organization? Yeah. No, it's a. Are we are we talking <laughs> metaphorically if, here? If, or if one talking? goes the one with the other, like if a CEO changes, is there also a sea change in the organization, or is it just no? No, no. Okay. Right. It, it really it's a the the culture of the community cycling center is is, is where it's at. It's pretty stable, yeah. and, and yeah, we no, definitely it, it seems good. Yeah, we definitely hire based on you know um, how how people kind of fit into the culture, both um, at the bottom and the top. Right. And, um, so yeah, it, it's never really a huge drastic change. Um, Sorry, that was kind of a reach. What? Oh, that was, you know, that, I mean, it's good. I, I I think I understood what you were saying at first. Uh, I I just didn't know if if you were reaching deeper than that. Nope. nope. <laughs> I, I heard that one thing sounded like the other, and I was like, I wonder if these two concepts play at all. So well, uh, but I'm, I congratulate you on a a shift, a sea change of your own into a new uh, a new existence. Uh, you got some projects. You got some travel. 
You uh, travel yeah, a fair amount of travel projects. Uh, or project whatever um you must you must work on the travel before you can do it yeah uh no i'm going um going down to la this week to go see my mom yeah for mother's day and her birthday conveniently in the same week oh wow so, nice really great um, speaking of whom uh she's Thanks. she's on andrea's shirt <laughs> right now yeah. <laughs> through the magic of radio you can see it <laughs> that's right yeah. we got to share a picture that's good it's good stuff yeah so yeah um yeah and then i'm going to amsterdam with a good friend of mine to go to a uh Another ultimate frisbee tournament. Oh, which, uh, yeah! Apparently, it's just something you have to go to at least once. Nice. Are you gonna wear aprons for this one? You know, I'm not. We're we're having jerseys made. Unfortunately, a sea change in that not, organization yeah. as well. I, I forgot about the aprons. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mention them, but yeah. And unfortunately, no. I think those aprons are just like one time thing, and now everyone's just kind of wearing them in their own private homes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that you are free to wear your apron anywhere you you please. This mm-hmm. is, this is a free country after yeah. all. So. Uh, someone did write in and say what that they had been on multiple teams yeah. that were apron themed. Uh, I think it was after our, after you came on the our show. Friends oh, well. in Indianapolis. If oh, I'm right. Okay. Yes. yes. No. I believe you're right, Keith. Keith Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yes. Yeah. Of the uh, Indiana Bike Party. Yes. Yeah. Who have you seen pictures of Indiana Bike Party? Uh, I think we saw the video or the other Indianapolis week. Bike Party. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was another set of pictures. Oh, sent. nice. Um, <laughs> They're all like in their raincoats. Oh, there you go. <laughs> waiting for the the rain to quit. Nice. Yeah. So we're not alone. Yeah, that. no, like, no, it no. happens felt, in other places. I felt like you guys, you guys would be right at home over here. Seriously, yeah. Except there are more hills over here. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And less weed, apparently. What? So I hear less weed here. I, but, but maybe I don't know. What? I wouldn't know anything about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Just from what I hear tell. But, yeah. Uh, well, anyways, congratulations. Yeah. And and you were here to uh, to help. Uh, you're, you're the bridge to help us meet the bridge. Uh, Andrea. Yeah. From the Community <laughs> Cycling Center here in Andrea, Portland, the bridge. I think yes. this, is, this is more of a makeup from last time. I, I was, <laughs> I I just, g- I'm so sorry about last time. Oh, oh don't no. worry about it. Any of the emails. I had sorry. no idea. Oh, it's all good. No, no. You, you, yeah. It was raining really hard. You would have hated yeah, I it. Yeah, I was home. I, I don't go yeah. out in the rain. Little known fact. <laughs> Email doesn't travel as quickly when when it's raining out. It's true. Uh, I think when yeah, when the wires get wet, it's it's harder for email to get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with like the, the you know the the cable swells just a little bit, right. and the points on the ones get stuck, and then all the zeros get backed up behind that. Yes. So yeah, like yeah eventually <laughs> you gotta like take the you sh- shake out the cable yeah. once or twice. Yeah, I just got it last week actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It was that Norton cable shaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, thank you for coming in. Yeah. So, tell us about what you do. You you uh, have been working for Community Cycling Center for how long now? About five years. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about them? How did you get connected? Oh, so 2005. So, I, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Portland in maybe 2001. You give me a thumbs up. Are you from the Midwest? Uh, slash East? I slash? spent my college years in Pittsburgh. Did you? Go, where did you go? The Art Institute. Oh, that's great. Did yeah. you like Pittsburgh? It was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the late 90s yeah. in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a different Pittsburgh. Like, it was like maybe the 1970s in Pittsburgh then, probably. I don't know. Like, they're a little behind. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's an acquired taste, probably because I grew up there. Um, but I moved to Portland, um, worked here for a while, and actually the Community Cycling Center at that time had a program called the BMAP program, which is the Bicycle Mechanics Apprenticeship um, Training. Oh. Ooh, P, P program. Yeah. Yeah. BMAP. 
And what would happen is you apply and you study basic bicycle mechanics for two weeks. It's a two week intensive. And then you have a 540 hour apprenticeship program after that. Um, and you learn how to be a bike mechanic. And so I was accepted into that. I had dueling careers at the time that or like backstage theater work. So I was doing bicycle mechanics. I followed backstage theater work. Eventually I went to farming in the East coast. Oh, those obviously line up. Oh, right. And then I came back and applied while I was visiting Portland, living in Pittsburgh. I applied at the cycling center to be a mechanic and they hired me. So I moved back to Portland. There we go. And that was well, 2011. Yeah. In all three of those careers, you would have been using things made of metal. Yes, that's right. So that's I why think, I chose them. I feel like there was a, that's thank you for drawing that connection. Unifying thread. And I'm raising the devil's horns to you right now. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So what, what made you choose cycling over the other options? As a career, anyways, profession. Right. Um, the theater, the theater thing. <clears throat> being a private contractor is really hard. Ah. Um, so that was hard to maintain and make enough money and follow the thing. And also, theater is really intense in a way where it's like you know you ramp up and then it goes and you're making eyes. Maybe you've done theater. I and, have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then it's also very wasteful. And then all of us like you build these sets or do these things. Also and then they just sit a little bit. And then they just yeah. sit or you tear them down and throw them away. You have to watch it go in the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot. So there's that. Um, whatever, I just sort of follow things. So yeah. I didn't even choose that. I chose out of those two things. I chose out of out of theater and bicycles. I chose farming. So then after farming, <laughs> I chose bicycles again. So. Right, right. What, what kind of farming were you doing? Um, organic farming on a farm called North Slope Farm in New uh, Jersey. Cause okay. I left I left Oregon to farm in New Jersey because well, it's the garden course. state. It is the garden state. Yeah, there's right. beautiful land there. But right. no one was like, why are you in New Jersey? <laughs> so yeah. Bicycling is good. So I, I moved back. I ended up. What I love is is education with kids. So right. I worked oh, uh, yeah. with bike mechanics to continue that thread in Pittsburgh um, at a place called Freeride, which is sort of like Pittsburgh's um, or it's like Portland's bike farm. Right. It's an okay. all volunteer run yeah. collective, and we taught um, kids bike mechanics um, in summer programs, and we also taught adult bike mechanics. So. When I came back, that was my big interest. Yeah. It and took me like four years, but then the cycling center finally was like, please go ahead and do that. And I was like, thank you. I've been waiting like four years to do that. Right, right. So did you pioneer the uh, the children's education stuff at, at cycling Community center? Cycling Center? No. 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 no, no. It's been there for a long time. It's okay. a long tradition. Okay. Yeah. It's, it seemed like I had heard about that before because yeah. they do summer camps for kids and all that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Bike camp is a big thing. Yeah. But that's, that's one of the things I really appreciate <clears throat> about the Community Cycling Center. And if people don't know about it, it is a fantastic nonprofit that people could donate to if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, we've done it before and we take bikes parts don't bring your helmets or your jerseys but you can bring us shoes uh-huh don't you're bring saying your jerseys you I don't can, want old ratty jerseys old ratty shirts or you don't no. want my helmet after it's been in a crash correct okay all right <laughs> i think andre is being a little modest here though uh you although, can bring your jerseys oh no, no <laughs> yeah <laughs> although although uh, Andrea did not pioneer the children youth education at the community cycling center um we we definitely started um, focusing more on STEM education and um, a different age group, which had traditionally been longstanding, but a big uh, gap in our um, sort of programmatic coverage, um, which was uh, young adults and high school age kids. True. And uh, Andrea really did a lot of um, great, amazing, innovative work, like expanding our curriculum and making it a lot more relevant um, to that age group and to specifically uh, STEM education, which was amazing. And I hope she gets a chance to talk a little bit more about that because STEM, STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. Yes. This would be a good time for us to talk about that. I was just thinking that's the, t the age at which a lot of people are getting interested in cars because they can finally drive them legally. And right. so there's a lot of, a lot of right. fallout from that, right? Yeah. So, 
also the populations we work with. So the Community Cycling Center focuses on marginalized communities. So people that might not have access to cars and not even have access to bicycles. Sure. So it's also a lot of the students that we are working with now. Um, or it's the age when you can take the bus by yourself. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and I also want to credit people before me who so so I have a history of educating youth around bike mechanics, but Lale Santelises actually also really set up this program and started it happening. And then our our now um shop manager Gwen Kuhn also really pushed this program through. So yeah. a lot of people there are a lot of hands that a lot of people were like, What we really want is to have more youth engagement at the cycling center. So right now we're taking youth engagement from we do holiday bike drive, which is great. It's every Christmas we give like hundreds of bikes away to kids who don't have bikes or maybe have never had a bike. Um, and bike camp, which is, you know, kids come and ride in the summer to let's educate youth, not only educate youth, but let's get them, um, let's get them in the shop and learn bike mechanics and teach them, um, job skills so that they can learn and have transferable skills so that they have a resume or they, they can enter shops or they can go other places to do light industrial work. Right. And it's for the most part, like that's a skill that you can, you can take wherever you go. Yeah. so long as there's a bike shop, there's going to be a need for a bike mechanic. That's right. And mm-hmm. and I feel like mechanics also just changes how you approach problems. It's also yeah. problem solving. It's critical thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally, I'm going to try this, and I'm probably going to fail, and then I'm going to do it again, which I think I know I need to learn, and the students need to learn, and they do. Like, so. is this the right size wrench or not? I'm going to use it and find out. Yes. And then I'm going to find, not only that, I'm also going to find out what happens when I use the wrong size wrench. Right. I can say, these are the tools you should use. And students are like, whatever. And then it's experiential learning. So they're going to pick up the tool and they're going to try to loosen their, um, whatever, their stem bolt with um, an adjustable wrench and they're not going to tighten it enough. Mm -hmm. And they're going to move the bolt and then they're going to strip the bolt and then their headset's going to be stuck. And now I need to learn how to, how to like drill something out. That's right. Yeah. 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 So this year, um, we was our first year of doing a mechanic intensive training. So being from the BMAP program that I talked about earlier, I was like, you know, what we need to do is implement that again with youth. Uh So we can do a two week training, do an apprenticeship and get them trained so that they can go into shops and actually work in shops. Like, hey, I'm ready to go. That's right. I'm yeah. ready to go. Out of the box mechanic. That's right. That's right. And I have experience in a shop because also a lot of times people are, you know, you can you can go to, um, what is it called, UBI and get training about how to fix bikes. But that doesn't mean that you know what it's like to work in a professional shop. It's like so. going to barista school or bartending school or something. It's like. Sure. You have a skill set, but yeah. you might not have a, like a sort of over, like a. Yeah. I like a double jack London on the rocks with a twist. <laughs> yeah. I'll get that for you right away, sir. And then you're like looking it up in the book right, behind the bar. Right. Yeah. That's so. Right. Yeah. Which there's a place for that. I mean, there's, there's right. Learning, you know? But the more learning you can do, like under an apprenticeship of some kind, like you've been talking about the better. Cause That's then, right. cause then you know how to make that Jack London. Yeah. I don't even, is Jack London a drink? I don't even know. He's an author. I don't know. It's like an Arnold Palmer. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, what? What are the hooks? Like, what gets in your experience working with young people? What gets people excited and into mechanics? That's a great question. Um, one is high school credits. They get oh. credit. Oh, for. yeah. So oh, yeah. we go into class. So we're actually teaching not just after school programs. They actually get credit for this class. So we're also teaching physics through bicycle mechanics. So it's like, here are some basic physics concepts. You need to oh, come cool. to class to do this yeah, thing. Yeah. You learn some physics concepts. You get some tools in your hands. You're getting dirty. Next thing you know, you're taking a bike apart and putting it back together. Um, I think the other thing that gets them is, I mean, one of the hardest things is attendance. So we're at two schools. We're at Rosemary. Well, this year we weren't, but we have a relationship with Rosemary Anderson, um, high school POIC, um, in new Columbia and with Helen's view high school, which is, um, on like 84th and Killingsworth. So we've done like two programs with them. Um, we've done 
three, two programs with Helen's View and one programs with HS. Okay. Anyway, um, what hooks them is high school credit. Um, is I think that engagement, they can do things with their hands. The whole purpose of STEM, right, is to, you're not just learning something by sitting down and writing it out or doing math problems. You're learning it by trying it and failing and getting dirty and seeing how it applies to real life. So I think that's really exciting for them, even though they, a lot of them hem and haw, and they're like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) That's really hard. I don't like ball bearings. How do you, how do you get that engagement? Like when, when you come up with these sort of like roadblocks so oh, to speak yeah. that's a good question um I, that's always been a, a real source of frustration not uh, not like i'm not a teacher of mechanics or anything but mm-hmm. like trying to get people into just doing like simple mechanic stuff with with their bikes right um like, well you do it so good so i'll just come to you and do it well i'm I would rather you learn. Right. Well, the the idea I set up, so in any class I set up, like in the beginning, this is hands-off teaching. So the whole purpose of this is that you're going to do it. I'm not going to do it for you. Okay. Um, And when they hit something, I'm extremely enthusiastic. And what I love about bicycles is teaching bicycles. I love those moments when people are trying something and they're like, oh, Oh, that's what's inside. The aha moment. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's ball bearings in there. Oh, you just put some grease in there and put it back. I can do that. No way. Yeah. So I just get, I already have that excitement about it. So then I just keep exciting at them. It's infectious. Yeah. And I would say another important part is like meeting people where they're at. Not everybody is excited about it. Not everybody wants to do it. But are they trying? Are they trying something new? You know, and if they didn't even adjust the hub very well, did they show up to class and did they... Did they pay attention or did they try? Uh, meeting, meeting people where they're at. So those moments look different. Like getting over those humps look different for yeah. each student. Did I they lean in or not? That's right. Did they lean in or not? That's right. And um, I think that the class has been really successful in terms of kids have been leaning in a lot. We actually have one student that went through two of our classes and we're hopefully going to the Youth Bike Summit this year in Washington, D.C. with cool. her. Hope we're able to take her with us. So that'll yeah. be really fun. Very cool. When is that? That is in October. Okay. Like around t- October 10th. And what happens there? That's a great question. The Youth Bike Summit is um, sort of a conference of a, um, a bunch of organizations that engage youth um, through bicycle mechanics and ideally they have or bicycle education or bicycle advocacy so ideally it's youth-led organizations or um, youth who have um, experience doing advocacy like mm-hmm. I said um, the first one was in New York City uh, multiple years ago and I think the idea is that youth are supposed to lead it there aren't a lot of organizations yet that have a lot of youth-led activities some of them are actually um, bike works in Seattle. They do a great job of that. Uh, Recycle a Bicycle in New York, they also do a great job of that. They train their youth and then have them come on and then um, and then have them, you know, teach classes or become mechanics. That's yeah. Thing. It's a so, pleasant set of syllables. Recycle a Bicycle. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really great, it's a really great conference. There are youth leading activities there are adults there are how to ride clubs there are um how to advocate for your school clubs there are um you know how to fix your bike there's workshops there's there's um one year the first year i went which was in new york city a girl had a bunch of bells set up on handlebar and played a song on all of the bells like differently bells. tuned bells that's cool that's right differently tuned bells do you know oh okay no, I don't it doesn't matter the fact is she played a song yeah that was her that was her thing which is fantastic that's engagement right there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really great. Very cool. Yeah. So we're hoping I did so 2017, we want to take a youth with us. 2018, we want a youth to lead a workshop. Yeah. So we'll see how that works. Were you involved in anything like this when you were young? Nope. No. 
why would you have liked to have been? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really much would have. I mean, I, okay. I feel like a lot of people say, that sounds so cool. I want to do that. You know, sure. I think a lot of people would have. Would yeah. you have wanted that? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I feel like I was because not with bicycles, although I did have a bike when I was a kid. Wait. I think I, I changed my, my own inner tube with, like, screwdrivers and stuff yeah. uh, as a kid. Uh, not like you're supposed to do. I don't recommend it now. I used to <laughs> before I knew better. But uh, but that was more with cars. Like, my mom thought, hey, I'm going to give him a car. And I'm here's the trick. It's going to be old. So it's going to be super cheap and super easy to fix. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get, like, five of them. Mm-hmm. So he can drive the one. And then when the radiator blows, he can pull the radiator off the other car and put it into oh, the other wow. car. And so, so mechanics, like you were saying, like yeah. when you get a you know, just a chance to kind of screw around inside of anything that's held together with nuts and bolts and figure out how to take it apart, how to put it back together, mm-hmm. whether it works or not, mm-hmm. um, those are all things that I, I'm super glad to have had that because, you know, I don't own a car. I haven't, haven't owned a car for many years now. But um, those skills that I learned working on the engine – now are with me as like you know I, I can transfer it to that to this is how i fix my bike when it breaks down or what have you so yeah so i think there's a, a great disparity too between like one of the other things we're hoping to do through this program is the cycling industry has a lot of a particular demographic in it and mm-hmm. that particular demographic is white men yes. and so what we're hoping to do are you sure about that uh, i'm pretty positive <laughs> do we need to vet this a lot <laughs> yeah I, I feel it in the shop a lot yeah 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 so what we're hoping to do also is offer a place for um, youth of color who maybe don't have access to bicycles, tools, or don't have spare time to just work on their bicycles. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're under a lot of stress. They might not have homes. They might have children. They might, you know, have gang affiliations. There's these, a lot of stressors in life. So maybe, you know, giving them an opportunity to have a place to to try this out and to work on them. And through that, um, giving them job skills, giving them ways to practice mechanics, um, ha- like create more quality of life and the work that they could do for, with more skill sets. And hopefully by having them get hired by shops around the area, diversify the bicycle community slowly and surely. We know we need it. We know we need it. And it- this is the way to do it. So I could also say, hey, shops. Hey, all, hey, Portland shops. Do you guys, does anyone out there really want to hire some uh some apprentices who were trained through the community service. Oh, side. hang on. Aaron has given me the nonverbal cue, uh, which is why I'm talking about it out loud. I should have just loud. made it a verbal cue. You should said, have, yeah. Like, no, let, let, let's, call to action. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> so this is something that people should do. There we go. Keep on going. So, hey, shops. Hey, shops. Hey, Portland, Oregon. Hey, bike shops. Do you want to diversify your staff? Do you want to be, do you want to be more relevant to more people in the community here in Portland? Well, consider hiring some apprentices from the Community Cycling Center when the apprentice program happens. Because you can get skilled mechanics who have worked in a professional shop and also diversify your work staff while inviting um, a wider variety of customers and making them feel comfortable in your shop uh, and increasing your profits and um, improving your community. Because it's not that people don't want to ride bicycles. And it's not that they don't want their bicycles fixed. They're just not ready for the the blinding whiteness of uh of the bicycle industry as it is <laughs> the it was, blinding whiteness I, I was listening to uh <laughs> the kboo uh bicycle uh, bike show on, yeah. on on the local radio station kboo 90.7 fm i was i was a little thrown off that you originally called it the kboo mm-hmm. bicycle as they're trying to do that now as rebranding as opposed to oh. kboo really yeah, yeah it, well it looks like kboo but they're saying kboo in all their reads these days wow. yeah uh, okay they're making it more professional 
But uh, no, they they were. Uh, it was Tori, I think, uh, Tori Bortman, who is going to oh, come yeah. in here in a couple of days. I forget when she's coming soon. in, but yeah, soon. Um, I think Gracie, she was Gracie's French. Yes, yeah, she was talking about how she has a lot of youth education. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think one of her, uh, it was like her brother or someone was posting an opening for like it was a vacancy in some bicycle shop, mm-hmm. and like, hey, we're looking to fill this position. If you know someone, send him in. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, ow! <laughs> and she's like. Yeah. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. <laughs> and I was that was a, a rather minor point in this last show that they right. made that I was listening to. But I was just thinking, like, this is the thing where, like, it is so assumed, especially, I mean, I think Portland, so Portland is blindingly white and male, and yet uh, Portland is more progressive than most cities, I think, in the diversity of its bicycle shop workforce. So uh, that just means that there's a lot of people. And I don't know if I'm right about yeah, that. I it just, about that. Yeah, uh, I could be right. I hope I'm wrong. But but it seems like, yeah, there are many positions and many people who would like to ride bikes who uh, who don't fit. They're not me. So it would be nice to have mm-hmm. some more uh, some more uh, representation. I mean, what that representation means, like we, what we also need is actually a cultural shift. It's yeah. not just, we can't yeah. just have people go into a shop. So a sea change. what we're hoping to do, and we need a sea change, is educate people. What does it mean? Like, what is diversity, equity, and inclusion? What is one of the things going on at the cycling center right now is that there is a white cisgendered male group that meets and talks. Like, that's how we're going to start those conversations. Who are you? What is your privilege? How do you use that privilege? And how does that inhibit other people from coming into the shop? And I, I want Portland at large to have that conversation so these guys are having that conversation intentionally about the subject about specifically like what privilege looks like mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah as opposed to they're just getting together for beers that's right because that happens naturally that's right. but yeah because because so the idea behind that being what not only do we need to diversify the bicycling industry we also need to make that safe so you can take one of these you know, students or whatever, and put them into um, a shop. Does that mean they're going to be successful if the shop is functioning as it had always been? Right. Has always functioning? No, probably not. So we need to change or, the way we look at things and think about. You this. know, God forbid, like the shop is nervous about giving this person, you know, work mm-hmm. because they don't fit. You know, whatever their their normative perspective is of what a, a, a bike shop employee is supposed to be. Yeah. That's that's true. And un, like really unconscious cultural cues that we have, like even being in the bike shop yeah. as the him thing, like, you know, yeah. ad you were just talking about, that's really unconscious. So it's, you know, working in a bike shop as like, you know, a female born person. I'm like, oh, right. You just look past me to the person with the beard mm-hmm. or whatever, like all of these subtle things right? that are um, that are there. And we notice that they're there. But. Yeah. Which uh, someone who owns a bike shop, I want to say it was Leah from Gladys Bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I forget if it was her or somebody else where someone walks in, they're like, Hey, can I talk to the owner? Oh yeah. She's like, it was oh, that, Leah. She posted it on her Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, that's so it. you, so you own it with your husband. No, I'm not nope, married. I'm the owner. <laughs> yeah. That, that's just me. Yep. That's you a, sh- are you sure he's not the owner? <laughs> it's a very uh, like unscientific, uh, test that I've like kind of like observed at our shop throughout the years is the customers who come in and ask for the owner or assume certain mechanics are, are owners. And it's, it's uh, from all of my observations, always mm-hmm. a, a white male. You're the guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he the owner? Is he the owner? <laughs> he can't be the owner. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so being able to to normalize different, many different kinds of people being the owner or being in charge of something or being the person who can help you with what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because it's one thing to uh, to address the the privilege conversation with people working at the shop. It's it's still another to address it with uh, the white dudes coming in with their with their bikes, I suppose, too. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I think change change comes slow but it can totally happen. Right, right. Well, and I think it probably I mean, 
it's not like it's like the you know the 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 kid glove treatment is the last thing that white dudes need but i think it is important to stress that we're not saying you're a bad person if you are a white dude we're just saying check this out it's uh, be, not be aware fault. of what's happening in this, this grand situation <laughs> yeah yeah well, i imagine so i imagine privilege of any kind be it race be it class be it you know gender be it ability as like you're holding a like a like a 12 foot long two by four ah. right? and you're holding it and you don't know you're holding it because you have no idea what that privilege is you just have it you don't know you hold it when someone calls your name you just spin around to look at them and you're knocking all these people down and you have no idea you're the two by four that's over your shoulder two by four that's over your shoulder you don't know we need to start recognizing our two by fours as well. yeah i like that that's yeah. a great analogy yeah yeah and it's that is something that yeah it, it's it's not it's not uh most people are not doing bad things uh because they want to do bad things they're just not aware of, of who they are and what they carry that's so great. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, it, how much of that has to do with the bridge that you are between the mechanics and the office at the community recycling center? Oh, that's like, I'm not sure how to answer that question. Um, I think the organization as a whole is looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think that we're working on it in the shop and we're working on it in the office. Um, I think that it looks different in the shop versus the office. And I think that what happens is, um, it's very easy for us to get in our roles in any position in life. So we're working in the shop and you have a certain lifestyle and you're doing the thing you do and you show up to work every day. And I think customer service looks very different than other things. So you have to be there at 10. You have to take your 10 minute break. You have to take your 45 minute lunch. You have to take your second 10 minute break and you have to be back on the floor. Like there's no flexibility. And the office has a very different feeling because you come in, you have flex days. Like sometimes you have to go to an event, sometimes you don't. And so it's back and forth and that communication can be really thin. You have drinking Um, lunches. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, hopefully that's that's not the case. No. I have no idea. I'm not saying that happens. That that would be that would be wrong. I'm sure, but uh, no, it's just the idea that yeah, the office culture is a little bit different. Sure. I, yeah. I, I, I think that's a it's a really good question too. Um, just having my, myself having had a lot of experience um, at the community cycling center and also kind of being in similar roles with Andrea's bridging programmatic and the shop side of things is, um, you know, in a lot of ways the the office side of the organization um, ha- has a lot more sort of flexibility and kind of breathing room to kind of, uh, you know, approach, you know, questions about equity, um, and diversity in the workplace, um, with a little bit more like sort of latitude and flexibility. Um, you know, the most obvious one that comes to mind is just hiring and and staff, uh, when it comes down to running a shop that's as busy as the community cycling center and always kind of being under the gun to, you know, hire people that are, you know, ready to hit the ground running and, um, you know, start, start turning a wrench. Um, the, the sort of applicant pool out there is, is very limited and it does tend to be very much that, um, cis white male, um, population, um, very heavy. Whereas, you know, when you're looking at like other jobs, um, within the organization that aren't necessarily, um, you know, a traditional bike shop job, um, you do have a more diverse, um, applicant pool to be Mm -hmm. drawing from. And so in a lot of ways, like, although the, the shop doesn't necessarily sort of reflect, you know, sort of the, the organization's like intent and values in terms of um, equity and diversity in terms of staffing. Um, it is also kind of where the rubber meets the road in terms of like what our mission is. Um, the shop is um, always a unique thing that it's both a fulfillment of a service um, and a fulfillment of a sort of somewhat uh, profit-making enterprise for the organization. Um, but it is also um, a fulfillment of our mission in and of itself, which is, you know, a mission to broaden access to bicycling and its benefits. Um, one of those benefits w- of which is participating in the bicycle economy. And yeah. as it stands right now, the bicycle economy is very, um, 
not diverse in Portland and um, because of that, not particularly welcoming um, to other demographics and um, the sort of struggles, everyday struggles of, um, you know, uh, working with the workforce that we have and trying to make our shop more welcoming and, and um, accessible to other people, um, both in terms of being a customer and an employer. It's like, it's really kind of like our organization's, a microcosm of our organization's work on the larger scale um, in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Access to bikes starts with having a bike shop where you can get a bike fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, what do you foresee, Andrea, in the next uh, several months? What What are some of the things coming up that uh, you're excited about at Community Second Center? Um, I am excited about a busy summer season in mm-hmm. the shop. We're going to have um, – we have a great staff who's ready to go, um, and we've already seen numbers turning out and lining up out the door. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, really excited to sell some bikes um, and just get, like, more affordable bikes out into the community. Super excited. Uh, I'm excited for our bike camps that are happening. I get to be a part of that as well, which is really fun. I get to fix some of the bikes and then be a part of the camps, and it's really great to see, like, really happy kids just, like, biking all over the city. Right. Right. I'm excited for more STEM programs in the fall. Science, the, technology, engineering, and, me- and mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Maybe a double M, mechanics and math. Some of them oh, are also STEAM now. Sometimes it's STEAM. It's STEAM. science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Oh. And wearing you know. funny top hats and a monocle. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of copper. Yeah. yeah. It Brass. just makes me think of the bathhouse yeah. on Sandy. I, I like it better than the <laughs> STEM punk. <laughs> stem punks are not they didn't take off as well no yeah. not, not, it's not as not the subculture is much smaller <laughs> that's physically not possible <laughs> i think we have a bike giveaway going on this summer as well is that right yeah. bikes for kids I think where is it this time i'm not sure i wish i had that information i could say it right off is it like uh, uh like holiday bike drive in july Yes, it's like okay. a tiny holiday bike drive. Okay, right, because so. more people are going to have access to a bicycle that they can take and ride and keep <laughs> and grow with and learn on and, and, and fix. And kids Same. are going to have better access to good weather in which they're actually going to want to ride Ooh, their right. bikes. Get See some that? momentum behind yeah. the That's right. It's always a challenge because you, you yeah. kids grow so fast. You give them a bike Christmas time, like right. by summertime, half of them are out doing it. <laughs> Rains for nine months and yeah. then, well, <laughs> this doesn't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to get mushy for a second oh. say that David has been such an important part of the community. Yeah. Center. Yeah. And mm. we're v- very happy for him to make transitions. And David, I'm so sad to see you go. And you know this. And it's just you're you were just you're irreplaceable. You're a really important part. And we're still strong. And it's great. And we, we change. It's a great thing about organizations. And our organization isn't morphed. But I miss you. It was a good time to leave. There are um Amazing people working at the community cycling center. Right <laughs> yeah, Eric's just dropping a small drop yeah. on the carpet for, for for my homies. For his homies, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you can't say this, but God damn it, why do you have to leave? <laughs> I'm um, just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, it, it, it's open right now. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it, it was just a, it was a good time. Um, I, I think it was a good trend time there's just uh amazing very competent um people working at the community cycling center right now that are um you know I, I think it's rare i think our organization can be very difficult um you know in terms of like filling positions and things because we do ask so much of our staff um not just in terms of um you know engaging with the public and uh, providing excellent customer service but then also just being willing and open to um uh, accepting our culture and, you know, being open to, uh, conversations about equity and it does require, you know, a lot of, of people that, 
um, I think there was sort of like a, a unique person out there um, for every job at the community cycling center. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really great staff right now. Um, it's, it's kind of amazing having seen, um, where it's come in the past almost decade that I've been there and, uh, uh, it's in good hands. It's in really good hands. I do love seeing someone leave a legacy and I I, I can tell that you are well loved and that you have done good work and it's going to leave lasting results there. If if only that. Yeah. Yeah. If you walk into the shop and you look around, that's like David's legacy. Yes. He's the master of organization and making things look pretty. It looks good. good. (laughs) Very good. Well, thank you both so much. David K. Andrea C. Thank you so much for coming and we appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have time? Another, another pour out for our homies. Uh, do you guys have time to uh, hang out with us for our mail and news? Yeah. At our calendar? I might have to split in like okay. 20 minutes. All right. Well, uh, we can do it without ceremony. You uh, just okay. slip out the back door. But slam the door really hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Into the microphone. That's right. <laughs> I mean, uh, but seriously, you have to or else it won't match. <laughs> oh, that <okay>. is true. <laughs> Quite true. All right. Well, here comes our calendar. I love, I love, I love, I love my calendar. Don't don't ever use that. Hey, speaking of which, uh, this calendar segment brought to you by the beer mongers of Southeast Division and Twelfth, because you know what? Every day of the year is a good day. Three hundred sixty-five of them, as a matter of fact. They are open on Thanksgiving. They're open on Christmas. Those days when sometimes you just need to get out of the house as much as you love your relatives from out of town and have a beer. And there they are, uh, all live sporting events with sound. And, you know, honestly, some fairly affordable beers. Uh, some of the cans are under $2, which is great. So uh, they are good, and they bring us uh, beverages every week. Yes. So thank you, the beer mongers, Southeast Division and 12. Um, is it – should we mention the uh, Willamette Week article with yes. the beer mongers? Yes. Since we're talking about that? We absolutely should. Okay. Well, let me pull up that email real quick. Yeah, the Willamette right. Week is our, uh, one of our local news weeklies here um, and uh, our alt- alternative news weekly. Yes. Is that the proper term? Uh, it's a free paper yes, that comes out once a week, <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they have their best of Portland survey that's been going around for a little while. Yes, and, and guess uh, who among best bottle shop is on the list? But that would be the, the beer mongers, Southeast, Southeast Division, Division Twelve. You can, as a matter of fact, vote for them from now until May thirty first. Um, you can vote for Portland's best whatever, mm-hmm. and under Portland's best bottle shop. If you go to this link that we will provide in our wonderful notes, that's here, right. Uh, vote for the beer bo- the beer, the beer mongers on Southeast Division. The beer mongers. They did have a fantastic four twenty event. I don't smoke weed. I don't even like weed. If I was able to smoke it, but you know they are they're they're a big tent and they are open to people of all persuasions. Yes. Special events for tons of folks. Yes. Go there, vote, get the beer mongers voted number one. Yeah, even better if you can do the voting while you're enjoying a beverage at the beer mongers, where there's always a seat for you. And I wonder if they track the IP of who's voting. Like, well, if someone if someone were to vote from you know from the beer mongers or Indianapolis. Oh no, no! If you like Portland, you can vote in this survey. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We're not telling you. We're not telling hey, you to game the system. I, that would be wrong. Look, it's not like it's the only election that's ever been rigged by a foreign body. What are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, so, anyways, you can vote for the, the beer mongers at the Willamette Week's Best of Portland survey. What else we got in the calendar? Uh, so, usually, first up, 
Second Friday of every month, Indianapolis Bike Party. That's right. Be a part of it. Yes. May 11th through July 2nd, Vintage Italian Bike Exhibit presented by Brooklyn Velodrome Vintage Wheelmen. And that is at the Italian American Museum in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, this was sent, I think, first to Tim from Pedal Shift, and uh, he sent it on to us because yes. people should know. And, you know, that's the sort of thing you can do with calendar. Just send us things that people should know about, such as... Such as Bike to Work Day in D.C. In D.C. May or... May 19th. Oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Also in Portland, May really? 19th. Yes. You can, uh, if your commute happens to take you through Lloyd... Between the hours of 7 and 10 a.m. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Mine doesn't. This is <laughs> but, the day that you should divert your commute but, to go through Lloyd. Yes, on May 19th. We're not telling you serving, to game the system. That would be wrong. Breakfast. <laughs> oh, just breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, and, in that case. I don't know. Like various other things. Right. They're, they're doing it up. The link is on our site. You can game the buffet be all you want. It's a good <laughs> yes. idea. In fact, you, you should game the buffet. That's why they call it a buffet. Next up, May 20th. Reach the beach. Organized ride. Fundraiser. May 26th through 29th, Vanport Mosaic Festival. That's right. Stream PDX is going to be there taking stories from people involved in that tragic flood from 1947, I think. Sounds about right. Do you guys know when the Vanport flood was? No idea. I want to say it was 1947. It was like the year after World War II ended, but that was 1946. So I think it was 1947. So maybe sure. it wasn't the year after World War II ended. All I know but about about Oregon history comes from kick-ass Oregon history. They're a good resource, yes. Uh, and some good stuff about the Vanport Blood. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. But I'll yeah. listen to that episode again. Yeah, and I'll matter come of fact. back with the actual dates. If you're interested in the history of uh, uh, you know uh, societal and ethnic privilege in Portland, Oregon, the Vanport history is very uh, kind of central to that whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it's a whole weekend just talking about some history. May 28th. P-Town Throwdown Skateboard Race. That's right. June 6th, Alameda Stair Carry, hosted uh, by... Me. Yes. That's right. So uh, I can't say yours truly, because that refers to myself, but hosted by <laughs> someone else's truly. Some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, David and Andrea, have you heard about the Alameda Stair Carry? Would you like to join us? This is, uh, we're, we're going to j- meet up at Velo Cult, the bike shop in Hollywood, and the Alameda Ridge has a bunch of public staircases. That's where the biggest the one is, right there on 42nd. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to ride to all these staircases, and climb up with your the- bike, oh. and, then, and, well, and then ride down the hill, and then go to the <laughs> oh, next staircase right. and carry your bike up that staircase. Wow. Uh, Are about- there going to be a bunch of joggers and moms out with the strollers <laughs> going down Al- so. Alameda? Uh, is this at 5 a.m.? Um, <laughs> man, I didn't schedule it very well for that. That eventuality is lessened. Uh, you, you're going to miss all the moms. This is uh, almost like a, a, a cyclocross race with, you know, instead of barriers, you have like strollers and stuff. To <laughs> the Alameda over. stair carry and mom dodge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pacifier hand ups. <laughs> <laughs> but that's free because no one would ever pay for that. <laughs> right. Uh, June 8th through 11th is the Oregon Ramble. Yes, which uh, is being hosted by New Belgium, and it sounds like a hoot. It's going to yes. be a good time. June 10th, Clever Cycles turns 10. Yeah. A ride of some kind will happen. And hosted June, by two local celebrities? Two, possibly. Right, is it us? Yeah. Okay. Are you free that day? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, June 11th, Dad's on vacation. That's right. Get out your Hawaiian shirts, yep, roll your, up your cameras, pants. and your binoculars. Uh-huh. June fourteenth, bicycle Xmas. Buy your ex a bike. June eighteenth, Brompton World Champions Championships in 
New York City. Little folding bikes. June 24th, Women's Bike Beginner Bike Camp. And that is hosted by Kat from the, the Joyride Ride Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the Joyride Podcast? She is doing great work. Uh, Kat is one of the one of the coolest voices in uh, inclusive cycling stories. She's she's the she's my favorite bicycling centered podcast to listen to. Yeah, I'm going to feel yes. badly about I I can't. I don't replicate. listen to this podcast. <laughs> That'd be weird. It's too crowded. <laughs> This one, even the one we're on now. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but what was the uh, uh, what is it? it uh, w- women who rock on bikes. I- I'm getting it wrong. I forget what uh, how she describes what she talks about. But but always great guests. Yes. Yeah, including uh, super fan Aqua, who who gets a dollar because we just mentioned her name. <laughs> We should like start a, a like instead of a swear a jar, swear jar. We'll an, have aqua, an jar. aqua jar. Every time we mention her, we throw another dollar in it. There we go. Perfect. We just start a Patreon. <laughs> I guess that's one way of doing it. Yeah, and then uh, oh wait, wait, jar. and then we could have the whole coin sound, <laughs> like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's Tim Mooney. June twenty fourth, the gathering at Gateway Green, featuring Dirt Lab. Yes, mountain bike trail riding access in the city. July seventh, the Steens Mazama one thousand. A hundred centuries, no, ten, ten, <laughs> ten, ten centuries. centuries, all at one time. That's right. July fifteenth through sixteenth, the Seattle to Portland. Yeah, hosted by Group Health. Which Harry? No, not Harry Hugel. Uh, Harry Hugel likes the stuff too. Kitchen, Jeremy Kitchen. Jeremy Kitchen is a part is of it, doing the, and he's not. Doing, he's not going to do not. Yeah, not going to do ham radio uh, because it's super advanced or whatever, or it takes too much time, and he just wants to ride his bike. But as a ham technician, you as a licensed ham radio operator, I don't think, if I recall correctly, I don't think there'd be anything barring him from just narrating his ride over ham radio. Oh yeah, so wow, dude, that is an idea. I. I might have to double check that. That might actually count as broadcast, which is also forbidden. Right. Uh, but yeah. What if he's got someone talking to him? Just well. What if, what if it's dialogue? Well, you start. You start. You know. You ask if anyone's there. You could probably be like, you know, hey, is anyone there? I'm now riding from Seattle, going south. Yeah, and you, as a licensed technician, would <laughs> say, I'm right over here. Yeah. Tell me about what's happening there right now. There you go. Yeah. Turns into there, a conversation. We've, we've done it. Makes it legal. <laughs> We're not saying you should game the system. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> July 29th is Python with a live Sprocket podcast. That's right, yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of Python. It's, uh, this year, they're going to charge admission, but it's going to be cheap. There's going to be pie. And, there's and be your music. band's playing. My band is also playing, yes. yes. My uh, band's not playing yet. No, but it should. We're not ready. Okay. October 6th, the Allegheny Mountain Loop Cross Challenge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, no admission fees, no prizes. <laughs> October 6th through 8th, <laughs> the Youth Bicycle Summit. Yes. I just added that That's what I'm talking now. about. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I just Thank added it as you were talking Thank about you. it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. He's not listening. I thought you were tweeting. <laughs> and following, you can ride the Greater Allegheny Passage from Washington, D.C. all the way up to Pittsburgh, PA. That's oh, right. shit. And then you can get a Reuben. <laughs> no, right? a no, Bermani no, Brothers. Oh, excuse Bermani me. Bermani Brothers. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you put the fries in the sandwich, right? Yeah, and coleslaw. Yeah. Colloquially <laughs> known as Bermani Brothers, but technically it's a plowman's lunch. Plowman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, that was our calendar. Here come our headlines. 
You guys know this song? It cooks. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Hurtbird, former Portland band, defunct since, what, 2011? Sure. I think about the time we started using it for our show. <laughs> yeah. There's no connection the between the two. <laughs> we can't pay you for the license. <laughs> but can we use this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, now they're broken up. Yep. Um, anyways, new donors. First up in the Thanks. headlines. We got new donors. Derek Wagoner and Jason Oftenberg. Holy shit. Thank you very much, you two. And I want to say Ryan Tam. I was also uh, uh, a donor, a monthly donor, below the level that would get them on the list of credits, but maybe we should reassess. Yeah? Yeah, because okay. well, he is giving us money every month. Well, I would say so long as it's regular. We're going to work this out, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this isn't the right time to work those things <laughs> out, huh? Right here? Where, you want to talk about it later? Yeah, I guess okay, we should. All right, all right, cool. What's next? Do you, do you want to lead the... Clever Cycles 10th anniversary ride. Okay, yeah. Don't, don't tell anybody, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, from neighborhoodbikeworks.org. Are you familiar with being from out east, Neighborhood mm-hmm. Bike Works? They're no. out of Philly. Oh. So. No, no, I know them. I've oh. never been there. I didn't oh. spend any time in Philly. It's too far east for me. I'm a little more Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're sort of like the uh, the Bikes for Humanity of, uh, of the east. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Anna shared this with me. It's titled No Racism on Safe Streets. And it talks about sort of um, with the increased enforcement of things like Vision Zero that a lot of cities are adopting, um, it ends up the sort of unintended, hopefully unintended side effect is uh, profiling and um, racism on streets in the name of, quote unquote, safety. Ah. Uh, And as one... uh, Civil rights attorney points out uh, traffic stops have been used as pretexts for unconstitutional search and seizures, uh, which means that even as we work to make streets safer and eliminate traffic deaths, we must remember that speed cameras, police presence, and other increased enforcement measures can result in targeting and surveillance of people of color on city streets. So you're saying that if I get pulled over in a vehicle by a police officer, I'm going to have a different experience than if somebody else who doesn't look like me gets that pulled over in a vehicle. Always a given. Okay. But just the to be fact clear that on that, there yeah. is more infrastructure available mm-hmm. for surveillance, for sure. enforcement. A lot of eyes out that, there, a lot of yeah, cameras. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah in, in, in this uh, blog by uh, the neighborhood uh, bike shop, or sorry, neighborhood bike works. Um, they say, ask yourself these questions in the name of uh, infrastructure projects. Who benefits from this project? Who does it leave out? How could it be improved to make its benefits more widespread? How can this project center the well? How sorry, yeah, center the wellness and prosperity of communities of color and other communities that have been disinvested. So, and that's an important yes, <laughs> Ooh, we got yes, snaps. poetry applause. Yeah, uh, that's the sort of thing. Those are valid questions that should be raised. Yeah. And I, I would say, especially here in Portland, as we strive to make city streets safer and as we've been pretty vocal as a city of adopting Vision Zero, it's something that we really need to keep in mind. Right. And the idea that no one should die on the streets is a good idea. Uh, but, yeah, just like any other any other good idea, you know, it's like how you get there is important, too. Yeah. 
And I've always we, we've said this on the show many times that uh, you know uh, safe streets are they shouldn't just be safe streets for some people they should be safe streets for, for everybody all. otherwise everybody are they that safe and we haven't gotten there until it is yeah so yeah um, so next up from streets blog uh, last week I think we covered the story of the yeah again in Philadelphia the BMXers uh, overtaking. The highway there, right? Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it now. The and, vine. Uh, yeah. To be clear, this this is an illegal action. It was uh, an it, illegal it is against action. The law. Yes. That being said, um, and so the ride was organized by Corey One Way Murray, a 16 year old high school sophomore from South Philadelphia. He's like a semi pro BMXer. He's kind of known uh, in the BMX world. He's got some um, skill. Yeah. And, Last week, police said that there was no injuries or arrests related to the unsanctioned bike ride. Yet, on Thursday morning, state police arrested an unnamed teenager for organizing the ride. Um, And that arrest came after Corey was on Fox 29's, uh, Philadelphia's Fox affiliate, uh, Good Day Philadelphia. Uh, Tuesday morning, he identified himself as the ride organizer. And in the interview itself... Mike Jarek, the known asshat, <laughs> delivered a bizarre dressing down of Murray with lots of generalized hostility and condensation towards condescension, sorry, <laughs> towards bikes and young people. And there was a video attached to that, and now it's gone. It's been taken Fox down. Fox had it taken down for copyright infringement. Interesting. And well, I can't find, I like even went so far as to like go onto their site thinking like, okay, well, if it's copy, copyright infringement. Yeah. Would have it available. Sure, but they don't. They uh, don't. Did Did you watch the video before it was taken down? I didn't get to. Okay. I just like read some excerpts from it. Andrea, David, have either of you? Are you familiar with uh, this this event? No. Okay. No. So, uh, Mike Jarek, again, known asshat. Just like if there's ever been a big shit filled sack of white privilege, <laughs> it's this guy. Because well, he, keep, keep he going, interviews going. the guy. They send a remote crew. To Corey Oneway's house to, to like to talk film. to him about the yeah. thing, and then this so, like this so, grown up, this grown ass man says to a kid who's in high school, a sixteen year old kid, we shouldn't we I don't give a rat's ass if you get hurt. I'm worried about traffic safety for the drivers. Yes. Uh, additionally, uh, he goes on to make fun of Corey for his diction, accusing him of making a double negative statement. Does she want to come on? Does your mom want to come on? No, she don't want to come on. That's double negative. Does that mean she does want to come on? It's not a goddamn double negative. Mm. <laughs> no. It's just un- it's it's different it's different grammar. Yes. <laughs> no, she don't want to. It's not a double negative. Have you heard of adultism? Yeah, that guy. I just started learning about adultism and I just think that it's interesting. I think I've just discovered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just read oh. about it. It's really okay. cool. No, so anyway, this guy he was clearly in the wrong to the point where his co-host is sitting there kind of giving him the evil eye at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, so, he finishes he finishes saying all these, like, asinine statements to this kid who really can't defend himself. Right. You know, and shouldn't have to against, like, you know, a 50-year-old news anchor um, who is a terrible person. And, you know, at the very end, his, uh, his co-host, his co-anchor looks over at him and is kind of like, what? Huh? <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said A-S-S. Yeah, and that's it. And that's all he apologized for. Yeah. Um. So funny thing about that guy. Uh huh. 
is so as I was trying to like find this video and search around sometime last year he had taken a sabbatical to go on a quote unquote wellness retreat. This co-host? Yeah. No, this no, anchor? not the, the anchor. Uh, what's his name? Merrick? Uh-huh. Mike Jarek, known as Jarek, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently he had been going through some stuff that had been sort of – he brought his personal life to work apparently. And was, really? <laughs> this guy did? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and was like – Strange. Oh, yeah. A Fox affiliate. Hard uh, to believe. And was like acting up. And so I think this was sort of like – Fallout from behind that. the scenes, anyways, was was like, hey, you're you're gonna go on this, you're gonna go on this retreat, or mm-hmm. you're not gonna be ah. you know, having a job. Mm-hmm. That was like a year before this interview. Yes, but it was like 15 um, years after Bill O'Reilly said, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, not saying there's a pattern or anything, but look at the uh, look at the record. Uh, we should stress again that, you know, if you do ride in a place where it is illegal, it's against the law to ride your bike. That is an infringement of the law. Uh, so we don't recommend that. But it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Yes. And I, d- I mean, I don't recommend breaking. I don't. I, no, I, don't I, break I can't the law. Say, That's bad. But I can't say that as, as a blanket statement either. I can't I can't get behind. Well, that unjust laws are, shouldn't stand. But. <laughs> Right. But yes. Uh, anyways, all that to say that uh, this kid was uh, kind of unfairly taken advantage of. After oh, definitely. His... And especially since, like, originally the Philadelphia police were like, okay, fine. We let it happen. Hands it's off. It's done. Hands off. And then they find out this kid organized it. Well, oh, we got to do something now. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to show that, that we're still on top. Yeah. Well, we may not have charitable people as news anchors in <laughs> Philadelphia, but you know what we do have. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. Yes, we got an update, or we got some more voices coming in. Oh yeah, the helmet debate. Helmet debate 2017. Should you wear oh, your man. helmet inside of a grocery store? <laughs> yes. Uh, ben- First off, at the table, what do you folks think? Oh yeah, in the grocery store? Yeah. None of your business. Whatever. Sometimes my hands are full. <laughs> I never do because I use it as a basket. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's good. Yeah. But to each their own. Uh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, um, we, we had, uh, let's see, I think uh, Eric Iverson Eric posted Iverson a and, selfie of uh, himself. Yes. Well, it started He's with ever done it. Eric Iverson and, uh, gosh, I'm blanking. And, and Ross. And, and Ross, yeah. thank you. I'm Having a live debate on our voicemail, which yes. is fantastic. We need more of that. <laughs> Come on, call in. Yes. Voicemails are more fun when they're dialogues. Uh, but no, there was also a picture on Twitter of Eric in his helmet in a grocery store. Oh yeah, he was sort of like which like is egging, also yeah. egging them on. Also in in the ozone layer. <laughs> so uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, responses to that. Ben so, V. Ben V says I don't take it off for quick trips into the store. If I'm going to be there for more than 15 minutes, then I might lock it up with my bike. Okay. Harry Hugel says. No debate. No debate. Helmets, no more debating. hats, and bandanas off when indoors. Out of respect. Yeah, he's a gentleman right He there. is. That's right. I'm, I'm not. I, I wear a hat <laughs> indoors. I don't care. Right, right, right. Uh, Wouldn't a gentleman or someone who's, who's considered for other people maybe leave their hat on to collect the sweat so it doesn't drip all over the food in the grocery store? Oh. That's a good point. I was going to say exactly the opposite. I take mine off because otherwise it will sour while it's on my head. At least in weather like this. Right. And also in wet weather. Right. 
So really, you know what I need to do? I need to buy another because I got that swappable liner in my yes. helmet. I need to buy a second one. So oh, I, so I can have one yeah, yeah. in the wash and the other one on my head, yeah. and then swap them out because yeah. this one's going on like two, three years. It's kind of just pretty bad. Yeah, mine's so, mine's probably getting a yeah. little little rank. Yep. Uh, but no, I mean there there are so many ways to look at this issue. <laughs> <laughs> So many I was, sides. I was, I was worried. I thought you were about to like relitigate the whole like, is it good to wear a helmet? Period. Which oh, it's just we're, makes me makes we're my not head ready explode. for that. Can oh my god! <laughs> we're telling you, you should wear your helmet in the grocery store and then take it off when you get on your board. Not telling you that. We are not telling you that. We got an iTunes review. iTunes, re- yes. Uh, this coming to us from Tomalano. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, nestled in the heart of Cascadia, two guys wax on about peanut butter-powered living, the good life. <laughs> the best of the show includes entertaining conversations with guests from the commuting, biking, and otherwise transit and rolling communities. Pretty funny, very informative, all packed to into an Airstream trailer. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for that rave review. We appreciate that. And not only do we wax on, we also wax off. Yes. Do you eat a lot of peanut butter too? <laughs> I do. It's the peanut butter. Apparently part. so. Also, peanut butter I jar, Matt. Well, I mean, he was the one that taught us how to clean peanut butter jars uh, with overnight oats. Yeah, for recycling. Oh. Yes. Because I threw one away one time because I ate a lot of peanut butter, and I felt bad about it. And he gave us a good solution for that. Oh. Yeah. So. Not exactly related to the the overnight oats peanut butter jar solution, uh-huh. but um, I have a habit of when I'm finished with a jar of pickles, drinking the juice. Yes. Oh, that's the best! It's, yes. it's so good. It's delicious. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, if you need electrolytes, it's a good good source. Yeah. Sure. I was going to say, how yeah. do you feel about this? But I think you're it in. just tastes oh, delicious. Drinking peanut butter juice, yeah. uh, and, uh, pickle juice, yeah, uh, and also peanut butter juice. <laughs> <laughs> All about the peanut butter juice. That's, I mean, yeah. If you're not into that, you're weird. You're but doing it wrong. Pickle juice thing. I'm I'm happy to litigate that. Right uh, on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, frisbee tournaments. It's a it's a great oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did we talk about this last time? I don't think so. I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, know, there are just, bars you can get a pickleback. Uh huh. Yeah. We didn't talk about this. Wait, order, what's a pickleback? You order a uh, uh, well, one. It's not a bad band from Canada, but two. <laughs> you can also order a like say you get a uh, whiskey or whatever. That's and great. then you along with the whiskey, you get yourself like a half glass of pickle juice oh That's really there's usually you know a bar or a, a back like you know, a beer back for your shot uh, would be like you get like a cheap beer or something right, right. i do have opinions about this though because what's gross are the you know you go to the market and there's pickles that are in the refrigerator section uh-huh. and then there's the pickles that are on the shelves that have like neon green pickle juice <laughs> oh yeah like I, I won't drink that. That's okay, so don't get the I'm, one that's been stabilized for shelf distribution. Yeah, yeah, just go to the refrigerator. I'm not discriminating. Yeah, <laughs> I'll drink it. What about so, uh, what about so the anyways, sweet gherkins? No sweets. No? Sweets are right out. I'm with you. It has to be dill. Tasty yeah. juice. No, it's really tasty. I, no, no, that's that's Pickles not true. Be sweet. That is factually incorrect. I always <laughs> get my I always get my pickle back as a sweet. <laughs> so, anyways, back to this this. Drinking other, so I I'm kind of uh-huh. got known for that yeah. in my circle of friends and, right. and coworkers, and my other job, the caregiving job, uh, they ran, they finished the jar of pickles, right? And you're just so sucking it down. The other day, I was there and was making food for for one of the residents, and there's a jar. And it's got my name on it. Ah. <laughs> and it's just an empty jar with just pickle juice in it. Aaron. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's fantastic. It's like this 
Is it my birthday already? <laughs> right, right. Um, Next up, Brandon Rhodes sent us a text message. And he said this to me back in like January. Oh, yeah. So I have to apologize uh, for not sharing this sooner. It's pretty great. Uh, but it came up at uh, a bike uh, camping event that we were at. Hey, David, you out of here? Yeah, Pleasure. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so Thank much. You. I'm giving you a backwards it. handshake. Oh, yeah, Sorry about that. It's just awkward. <laughs> hey, Thank you for the Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I'll, I'll bring some more. I awesome. need to be on the radio. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Arnold Palmer on the radio. <laughs> Pouring out of your earbuds just for you. <laughs> Uh, but no, this is the the fellow who I guess it was New Year's Day in New York uh, who found a very creative way to clear the bike lane. This, so I didn't watch this video. Is this the guy who sings He's like you're singing. in the bike lane to bike the tune? Lane, okay, you're in the bike lane. Yeah. Get out of the way. Something like that. Yeah, which is pretty good. That uh, was almost spot on, right there. Thank you. Yes. It was pretty fun. Uh, Ethan Georgie sent us a text. He also sent us a text, and it says. I have also left the grocery store to find dogs tied to the bike rack. Sometimes they are none too happy about being left alone in a strange place. Bad owner. Bad owner. Bad Mustn't. owner. Yeah. I don't mind at all. Shared spaces. We can all get along. I tend to agree with that by and large. Yeah. Um, do you have this voicemail? I think I can pick it up. Brock and Podcast. Um, the question at hand. Are you justified in feeling like you have the right to assume the lane? And at the same time, pedestrians, are you justified? Um, yes, everyone is justified. As you guys are bringing out, I am both a driver and a cyclist. And I feel. I bet he's a pedestrian too. <laughs> I see things from both angles. And. Everyone just needs to watch out for each other and Agreed. give everyone the dignity and the rights and the respect that they that they deserve. If it means giving up your right for a second to let someone else go, whether you're a cyclist letting a pedestrian go or a driver letting a cyclist go, um, everyone just needs to slow down and True. focus a little bit more on what the other person is doing. True. That's my take on it. Uh, this is Ryan and Eugene. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ryan. Great job. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, he said it so much better than we could have. Yes. That's good. Skateboarders, too. They oh, yeah. To right. Totally. Yeah, and skateboarding, famously, not a crime. Not a crime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like the sticker says. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, ska is not a crime. Oh, no, that that is factually incorrect. <laughs> Are you saying ska is a crime? Yes. Which after, wave of ska? After second wave. Second wave? Yep. Third wave ska is a crime. Third wave ska <laughs> is a crime. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Catherine Minchin, she's an expat from, uh, uh, from New Zealand living in Japan. Oh, yeah. She says, hi, Brock. Hi, Aaron. A lot of time, a lot of the time your podcast streaming out of, is streaming out of my speakers, but this afternoon I was on Radio New Zealand podcast talking about expat life in Kyoto, Japan. Eek! By the way, do you ever listen to yourself? No. I enjoy listening to you, but myself. <laughs> anyway, if you or your listeners would like to listen, here's the link. And I listened to it. It was a good interview. Yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. I'll check it out. Also, I like hearing uh, our listeners' voices. Speaking oh, of which, 503 847 9774, or you can email your voice file to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. That would be cool. Yeah. And so, it doesn't have to be your voice, you know? 
there's a speech program on your Apple computer. Yeah. On your Apple IIEs. We would love to hear you as a computer voice. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you're self-conscious about those Hello, things. Hello, Brock and Aaron. Yeah. I am a, yeah, <laughs> I am a listener in Wyoming. From, <laughs> lastly, this comes from Jeremy Kitchen, which I think I just mentioned earlier. Oh, right. Doing hey, Stock Podcast, a little bit late to the party, but I'm doing STP this year. You're not late to the party. The ride has not yet started. It's going to be <laughs> <That's> awesome. <true. laughs> Excuse me. Oh, man, that, right. uh, that head cold is hanging on longer than I wanted it to. Yeah. It's almost gone. Is Allergy sure season. Allergies? Yeah. I think it's both. I think it's, yeah, com- one compounded with the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's close this out. Andrea, let's thank you again for being with us tonight. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And David. Oh, Bye, he's David. gone. <laughs> All right. Let's... <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's call this a day, shall we? Sure. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream BDX Community Audio Studio. Thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith. Shadowfoot, Katrina Melamgard, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lane, Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Orange and Purple, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden, Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen Miller, Todd Parker, Chris Gonzalez, Dan Gebhardt, who is a time traveler, and Zoe Campania, Dave Knows, Christy Smith, Chris Kaster, uh, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, whoops. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Krista, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zisson, Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby, Campsite, Aaron Green, Mackners, David, Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking, also of New Zealand Radio, Radio New Zealand. Nathan Bolton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, who is doing the STP, Woo! David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, E.J. Finneran, Paul Culbertson, if that's your real name. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato, Christopher Barnett. Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson. Derek Wagner and Jason Offenberg. And Ryan Tam. And Ryan Tam. Shoot. Yeah, I didn't add him in there. Uh, and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. All right. It's been a long day. You've had far too much sugar. You need to scrape that off of your teeth. Go brush your teeth. And go to bed. nylons like leggings and cut them up and put them around there right <laughs> or something I, uh, I mean <laughs> try a couple of things and see what works well i'll make sure they're new ones right yeah no i, I wouldn't suggest anything else